Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Season 3, episode 10 of the Umbrella Academy, Oblivion, may be over, but we are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. I'm Marissa Garza, and I'm just going to say it. Sometimes I like pineapple on my pizza. Not all pizzas, but some pizzas, and not all times, but sometimes. I, of course, am joined by our co-host, Mary Mary Krakowski. (laughs) Sorry, so sorry. Mary Krakowski. Mary, do you have any strong takes on pineapple on your pizza? I do, but I am going to call out the fact that we've recorded, I don't know, like 15 know. episodes of this and you've never messed up my name. I know. <laughs> it's just a pineapple. That. It was a pineapple and pizza conversation. Yeah. Um, I love pineapple on pizza. I don't understand why people don't like that. It's I love pineapple on pizza. Warm pineapple, like pineapple on a shish kebab. Delicious. Grilled so, pineapple. Yeah, grilled pineapple. Delicious. So I think I'm trying, I'm having a hard time right now thinking of a pizza that I wouldn't like that if there if pineapple was put on top of that I wouldn't like it. Like worst case scenario it doesn't taste great with that pizza but you pick it off and you just eat the warm pineapple and then eat the rest of the pizza. That's not my issue with Hawaiian pizza. I don't like the ham. Ham is a little weird. Yeah. I yeah, it's yeah. like I'd Agreed. rather just have pepperoni or sausage or bacon or some other thing than just like little chunks of ham. To me the pineapple barbecue chicken pizza is where it's at because they all go together but like if i were to have pineapple and italian sausage it'd be a little weird but i also see your 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 point with the ham yeah pineapple on pizza it's a thing 
Well, uh, this is not contrary to popular belief, uh, the Pineapple on Pizza podcast. We are here to review the final episode of season three of the Umbrella Academy. I cannot believe we're here. Uh, if you are just finding us now, you can go back in the Umbrella Academy feed, which is postshowrecaps.com slash umbrella dash academy dash feed to find all of the other episodes we do have one more episode coming your way a feedback show that will be going out on the 28th of july if you have any feedback any takes whether they be hot or cold or any of the sort uh, we would love to hear from you please send your feedback directly to us on twitter i'm mars bars m-e-r-z-b-r-s and mary can be found at frail mary or you can email super at postshowrecaps.com we'd love to hear from you we'd love to hear what you've got to say um even predictions for a possible season four send it send it your way or send us send it our way um also, there obviously we're talking about this entire episode because without any with spoilers, we're spoiling all of the things. Because <laughs> this is the end. This is the end of the season, so we have have no need for a spoiler warning because obviously we are spoiling all of the things. Mary, any uh, off the top takes on this episode before we dig in? I liked it a lot better this time. This is probably my. I don't, I don't know if it's my favorite episode of the season. Oh, it might be though. It's close. I like this one a lot. I really think I like, was it episode three or was it two? Whichever one had the fight in the supermarket, I think is my favorite episode. I really like that one. But this one was great. There was at least some resolution to some of the Allison stuff. I think her, her specific life being put a little bit on the line made her realize Maybe, maybe she she has been being a little harsh to Victor. Uh, so I liked that. I, I liked <laughs> I liked the fact that Diego and Lila have all of a sudden become like hardcore, like married couple. Yeah. Where they're just like calling each other honey and sweetie every couple moments, and and not in like a gushy way, in more of like a I always call you this. Like this is just us. We're we're you know we're like this now. Love that. We kind of had a little bit of that in the wedding episode where they said like, oh, remember when we used to be gushy like that? And they're like, we were never like that. <laughs> it's like they're already setting themselves aside to be like just, I don't know, older. And and I love it. I love that part. And I think uh, there were a lot of questions I had on the first watch that I think I've answered for myself this time around. So overall... Up for me. What about you? Nice, nice. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed rewatching it. I think it. Um, I did see a little bit more into Allison's storyline the second go around. I was like, okay, I see, I see where she's going. On the binge, I think all of the like confusion and dislike of that storyline kind of snowballs into into my perception of this episode. But on this um, staggered week or episode by episode watch it was a little bit easier to kind of see the nuance that was being brought to that story. And uh, I enjoyed Luther and Klaus being in the void. That was also fun. And overall, I mean, it, it does set up something. We don't know what it is, but it sets up something. So um, it was fun to revisit this one. Yeah, it was, it was a good episode. Yeah. Well, we'll, Let's get into it. Um, at the start of the episode, just before um, before this episode, everyone had gone through the portal. Klaus had 
um, been left behind and he ended up killing himself so that he could be go go back to the void and everyone's super confused they're like where's klaus what's going on they had just found out that luther had died um and they're kind of just taking stock of the situation saying like now we've lost luther and klaus and do you think that this is the start of allison's questioning if maybe the deal was not so great of a deal i think maybe i think I think the Luther thing really did take her by surprise. I think that while she may have made a deal with Reggie, I think the deal was probably something like, if you help me get everyone together and vouch for me, I'll make sure that you get the outcome in this new universe that you want with Claire and Ray. And I think that was probably the extent of it. I don't think that he told her anything about what would happen to the other people, how many people he was expecting to have this work, uh, what he was going to do with Luther, Klaus, etc. So I think that this is all a surprise to her and she's starting to question, pro- probably mostly she's starting to question, is she actually going to get what she wants out of this scenario or is she also going to, you know, have his side of the, the deal back up against mm. her? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a this isn't what I thought we were doing moment for her, I think. I think so. so. Just a little peek into the hotel. We will come back to the hotel. Um, but they the the story then goes to the void where we see Luther and Klaus watching what I named in my notes reality TV, because there's a lot of questions about like what is reality? And this gets Luther into some sort of like existential crisis. He's like, we are just little balls of sand in other balls of sand orbiting around other balls of sand. It was like finally putting like everything all together. This is where we do get Klaus, you know, talking about his disgust of pineapple on pizza and Luther realizing that Reggie has killed him. Yeah. So what do you think about this idea that when you're in the void, it like takes you a little, it's like you're in a dream, right? Like you Mm -hmm. don't question how did I get here? Where did this come from? And it takes him a while to realize what the situation is. I think this is like your consciousness catching up with your body, but your body's not, I don't know how the body situation works. They didn't really talk about that because we know that uh, Luther ends up being a force ghost basically in this, in this episode. So I'm assuming his body's still on the other side of the portal. Um, But I think, yeah, I think it takes, it takes a while, you know, um, Klaus talks about how he likes, he wants to stay here in the ethereal. So I'm assuming like time and things move slower there anyway, because it's kind of just like this void. I don't know if you, did you watch um, the good place? No, I didn't. There's a they also have a void. Spoilers a little bit, but they also have a void in the in the good place. And so uh the concept of the void is one to to explore. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah, I've, I've wanted think? to check out that show, but I haven't got to it yet. It's good. What did you think about Luther waking up to his reality in the void? I'm on board with him. Like I, I think I feel like I just had this discussion because I had this exact same discussion on my Riverdale podcast where they had a very, very similar scenario of some people dying and being in a sort of void place and then people trying to bring them back 
and say like, no, the fight's not done. You need to come back. And they're like, yeah, but I'm happy here. I'll just see you when you get here. And that was very much Klaus's sort of perspective. And then you had some people like Luther who were like, no, I need to get back. I'm not ready to be here yet. I need to get back to my loved ones, to my whatever the situation is. And I'm on Luther's side of this one. I'm like, look, if anything, this just teaches you that if everything's going to be fine if you do die because you know what the void's like. You know that it's a place that you're chill with being, but you might as well go back and try again. Now, I think we don't 100% know the extent of Klaus's ability here. Like clearly he can come back himself, but I guess it, it doesn't seem like he can fully bring Luther back. So I think that's also part of why this conversation was not just Luther being like, send me back, but like you need to come back too. Yes. Yeah. And even though it seems like Luther does have some ability to move within the void because we see him like throw Klaus through different portals and Klaus even says like, that took me so long to master. Like, I don't know, you know, what are you doing? Uh, well, see, I interpreted that as like, he threw Klaus and Klaus blinked through the portal and then Luther just followed Klaus. I don't think Luther was purposefully sending Klaus to those places. Oh, no, but I think like the the fact that he could even He's able to the join portal, him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, was was something that Klaus was like, "Oh, that's that took me a while. That was a thing." Um I did enjoy the the different places they ended up and they ultimately end up in a bouncy house, which I think is also just very very apt for Klaus and this is where Luther is <laughs> you know trying to convince klaus that it's time to go back i thought the sad part of that is i'm like are these just a bunch of like dead children that are hanging out here oh yeah yeah that is a sad part because klaus even mentions like this is someone's heaven because apparently like they're bouncing around to other people's heavens and i guess that means that klaus's idea of heaven is uh tv and pizza in the middle of a desert i don't know why it has to be a know. desert that wouldn't be my pick but okay I don't know. I don't know. Luther's convincing Klaus by saying things like, you, you're like the king of death. You can, you can bring me back. And Klaus is like, no, I prefer to think of myself as the prince of darkness, which I thought was very, very fun. Um, and ultimately, well, go ahead. I was going to say also this scene, especially the part where they're in the desert uh, eating pizza. I think that um, uh, Robert Sheehan's actual accent was definitely coming out like that uh -oh. it's the first time i could really hear it and i'm like oh <laughs> this <laughs> things you're saying it was when he was talking about the pineapple on pizza i'm like that just sounds like you it doesn't sound like klaus there are also yeah it's hard to remember that most of the actors in this ensemble do have accents they are from from england i think uh yeah i know that him and tom are definitely luther yeah um, so basically Luther gives Klaus this pep talk and Klaus says on a scale of zero to Braveheart, that was half a Rudy, which I appreciated the Rudy reference being a big fan of that movie. That was funny. I really liked the follow-up line where Luther was like, notes later, pal, notes later. <laughs> <laughs> critique my acting, my monologue skill later. It was a good like brother moment, right? Like, yeah. okay, we're going to work together. Um, 
you know, to try and get back. So we leave the two of them there in the void and spend most of the rest of the episode in the hotel, as one would assume. Um, Before we get to the big action sequence with the Guardians, there are some conversations that I just wanted to bring to light. Obviously, they are trying to find the bells when they get there. Um, Diego's making sure he tells everyone, like, do not ring the bell. Like, do not, no bell. Do not ring the bell. Uh, and everyone is just like kind of angry at this moment. And Reggie's very, very focused on the mission. Um, this is where we get some of that lived in relationship um, interaction between Lila and Diego. Oh, yeah. Lila wants some sushi and Diego, um, you know, is Lila wants sushi. And she's also like super worried. Like you can tell she's worried, but she doesn't necessarily talk about why she's worried. Um, but Diego wants to tell the family about the baby because this will give them something to fight for. What are your thoughts on Diego's uh, motivation here? I don't know why the eminent end of the universe is not enough to fight for, but okay. <laughs> I guess like this for really the is, children. For the like children. there are several times, and there's another big scene, but this scene and then another one later are another times in this episode where I'm like, this we're back to the this is just a group of extremely self-interested people who do not care about the fate of the universe because they do not try to all work together and (laughs) fix the problem at any point. They're all just in their own heads and doing their own thing. Well, I think like, what are they fighting? Like the universe as they know it is the group of them, right? Yeah. But I think the idea is like, if this is going to reset the universe, which is what Reggie told them before they entered the portal. Like that was his pitch. At this point, you have nothing else to lose. Like you're just sitting around in this hotel. Like why not try to just complete the, complete the process here? Fair point. Fair point. Uh, Lila does not want to tell people about the baby, but Diego, Diego wants to, but he, he I mean, at the very least I'd be like the two of them are like, okay, look, Best case scenario, we're in this hotel where the Guardians haven't attacked us yet, and there's sushi. That's it in terms of sustenance. Like, we don't have a doctor. How are we going to raise this baby? Like, <laughs> we like that's what I would be thinking about. There's cockroaches everywhere. There are. Yeah, it's not a great baby-raising uh, environment here. Meanwhile, we have uh, Five and Victor. They're very suspicious, trying to figure out what's going on with Reggie. Um Five is like, hey, remember how Reggie pulled us ever oh, together the first time? That was with the funeral. Uh, it's hard to ignore that the same thing is kind of happening here. And this is where Five brings up that he thinks that Allison killed Luther. Yeah, or at least was in on it. Um, and he mentions that, like, at this point, he thinks that reggie and allison would do anything to get what they want Mm. out of this scenario and that he can't he can't trust any sort of humanity in either of them yeah and i think victor's just like observing and listening we don't get a lot of big reactions from victor at this juncture no because i think victor is still under the impression that at least part of allison did mean the apology Later in the episode, Victor's going to be like, oh, can we just stop with the fake apologies? Right. Like, at what point did you put that together? Did I miss that? Did they have a conversation where Allison said, or is it just Allison's behavior where she apologized and now that she's gotten everyone through the portal, she doesn't bother to sort of continue on with that charade? 
Yeah, I don't know. I think um, I don't know if if Victor sees any of the conversation that Allison has with Reggie on the landing or anything like that. But I don't think we we know as the audience. It just kind of it's just the switch that flips. <laughs> um, meanwhile, while uh, Five and Al- or Five and Victor are having their conversation across the way, Sloane and Allison are having a conversation, and Sloane is like really, really sad. Uh, obviously, that Luther has has died, and is really upset that she didn't have an opportunity to say goodbye. And this is where Allison's like, "I had a chance to say goodbye. It doesn't matter. It sucks either way." Um, what did you think of Allison's expression of grief here? Do you think that saying goodbye was a big thing for her? I mean, she had plenty of time to say goodbye to Ray, and also it was sort of her choice. Um, I think the Ray stuff sort of holds up less for me in this season than the Claire stuff does. But then again, the Claire stuff would hold up more if she mentioned Claire more than one time in season two. Um, I think the thing is that, like, she knew at the end of season two, she was going to probably say goodbye to Ray forever. And so now that she's like, I think that the it's sort of like if she had come back to this universe and Claire did exist, I don't think we'd be hearing much about Ray at all. I think the only reason we're hearing yeah. about Ray is because she's like, mm, I shouldn't have even left Season two shouldn't have even left Dallas because if I had known there wasn't going to be on the anything on the other side, what was even the point? Yeah, I feel like that's a little bit of ignoring her actions in the situation. So, like you, you said, like she chose to leave in that way, and in this case, like Sloane didn't choose any of. Like she chose to marry Luther. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. One should never compare grief. Like grief is grief. Grief is different for everybody, um, but. I know Allison was trying to console Sloan. I don't know if it really worked because uh, Allison gets pulled away by getting some eyes from Reggie. Like, hey, I thought we were going to find out more about the deal here, but it just turns out that Allison confronts Reggie like, hey, straight up, did you kill Luther? And he's like, no, that wasn't, you know, part of the thing. Um, that wasn't, that's not what I, I wanted to do. And Allison says, if I found, if I find out, then my part of the deal is off. And at this point, I was questioning, like, what part, if the part of the deal, is it just, like, standing on the stars, like, continuing the mission? Or was her mission to get everybody here? Like, I'm very confused as to I mean, what part of the deal would probably, be called yeah, off at this point. I think her mission is basically to get everyone to do what Reggie wants. And so maybe she meant, like, she would convince everyone not to stand on the star. Like, obviously, she doesn't know it's about standing on the stars at this right. point. But, um Maybe her part of the deal is that there's going to be a point when Reggie needs to restart the universe and she needs to allow him to do it. I don't know. Um, That could also be included, but she seemed very confused in that whole end scene. So I don't think that that was the case. I I think it's probably mostly just like getting everyone to continue because at this point they haven't killed the guardians or found the stars yet. Yeah. I just, I w- I'm very confused as to what the deal actually was. And I don't think that this episode gave us much here. I know it's based, it has to do with the resetting of the universe, but I don't necessarily know what particular roles, because we also have Ben showing up at this point and Ben um, is telling Reggie, like, I got everybody here. Like I did this. So did Ben also have like a deal with Reggie at the same 
time because he says we're here we're here at oblivion which makes me think that he knew about oblivion and reggie's like no i reunited the family allison killed harlan you did nothing mm-hmm. number two he digs in that number two yeah yeah uh i i don't know why he needs people to also be like suspicious i get like what what is the benefit okay everyone's suspicious of reggie and allison then what what does that accomplish i don't yeah. know yeah i don't know i just i'm very deal confused that i think that remains true for me for the rest of the episode yeah i think there's a lot of stuff and that's one of them that i think we can talk about more in our feedback show yeah. of like predictions will we find out the information that kind of yeah. thing yep uh then reggie brings everyone together for a family meeting. Reggie explains that the sigil is the key to finding the seven bells and they can't find the sigil. They don't know where the sigil is, even though they're standing on the sigil, but we know that because we watched the episode Um, and they send everybody off to go find the sigil and uh, they break off into teams. So we've got Allison, Victor and five together at the start, Diego and Lila, which Reggie referred to as a duo and Lila takes us like, Oh, your dad's trying to, warm up to me oh look at that they called me a duo yeah yeah and then um ben sloan and reggie ish uh agree to go off uh from this family meeting but uh reggie leaves ben and sloan in the elevator by themselves because he forgot his journal so he's obviously sticking behind to to eventually ring the bell yeah so things start off normal but then then they get weird. So I tried to track. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any significance to the numbers in this scene. Do you, Mary? I tried to track where everybody was okay. and where what everybody did, but I yeah, don't and, know. And I know a, that's something that some of our listeners have brought up earlier on about the numbers. I think the only significance that I've been able to five five that I've been able to find by going through them is just the fact that they're moving and changing and different. Um, It it took me a little while to figure it out. At first I thought the numbers were the room numbers, but they're actually the floor numbers. Cause if you look in the backgrounds of the scenes, those numbers are repeated on the wall in multiple places. Um, So yeah, we, we get several of them, uh, on floor three is where Alice and Victor and five go. Lila and Diego initially go to floor six and then Ben Sloan and five or Ben and Sloan, sorry, go to four, four, five. Um, and five, that's, five. yeah, it's hard to say. And that's when um, that we, we get it the first time. And the way that they shoot it is Allison and Victor are going to walk out of a room mm-hmm. and you can see everything looks normal. There's a three on the, the wall when they come out. And then when we see five come out of the room, the doorway itself sort of shimmers, but you get the feeling that they're not seeing this sort of portal or shimmer or whatever. They walk through it and it's now the three changes to a five. And then twice as they're looking around, they see that the hallway has changed as well. So the significance of that, I'm assuming, is just to make it harder to escape once the guardians start coming after you. It's harder to get back to the lobby. It's harder to um, kill the guardians. Uh, it's unclear whether or not killing the guardians somehow allows you to then get into the elevator and go down, uh, change floors or what. Um, we also did not see any of this happening when uh, Lila and Diego were there the first time. 
that right. I remember. So I think it's just to make it more difficult. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a great uh, trap. Like I, I enjoyed it and I liked the creativity of the how they shot everything. It reminded me of like um like a labyrinth of sorts or um mm-hmm. in Hogwarts where the stairs where move. the stairs change. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought of. Something like that. Um so it causes a lot of confusion with our team of heroes here. Um, Allison and Victor and five, as you mentioned, start off on floor three, but five takes, takes this as an opportunity to confront Allison and just asks like, Hey, did you make a deal with dad? And uh, now Luther's dead. So I'm putting two, two and two together here. Um, Victor doesn't think this is the time and this angers Allison. And this is where um, she walks off in a different direction and victor goes after her and this is how their separation comes to be any thoughts on this confrontation uh i think that again it's mostly just that we need to get to a place by the end of the season where allison and victor are not at each other's throats and so i think uh this also serves as a good way to separate five from them as well Mm -hmm. um i think probably if i thought about it but i'm trying to think let's see five is gonna end up with yeah i I think a lot of it has to lead up to different combinations of people fighting um different powers that are going to become useful at different times sort of which groups could theoretically take down the guardians by themselves and who needs which powers to do that so um i think that's part of a way to to sort of start the ball rolling of the fact that the rooms are changing, the floors are changing. And then of course, I think it's important to get Allison and Victor together alone. Yeah. I don't think this has any impact on Allison and like her thoughts around the deal, like any shame or guilt or anything like that. She's just like, I'm, I'm over this. I'm leaving. (laughs) Um, Diego and Lila are on the sixth floor. This is where Lila confesses that she's worried about being a mom. She doesn't want to be a mom like her mom wants to her. And uh, this is where we get a really sweet moment um, where Diego's like, I'm a thousand percent sure that there is a decent and good person behind all that crazy bullshit, <laughs> which I thought was, <laughs> which was, which was a good way of saying, you know, like, I love you. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the way that I would like yeah, someone to you tell know, me. Like, that's me. like, to say that um and they end up walking through a portal and they end up on the the eighth floor uh ben sloan ben and sloan end up meeting up with five and before that happens sloan is asking ben like why do you need reggie's approval and um ben is just really stating how he really needs a family like this is this is the only family he has and sloan says Reggie wasn't even a sparrow. I don't really understand why he's so key to your your approval psyche here. Yeah, it's sad because I do think that's really Ben is just classic case of like someone who feels like they need to be accepted and loved and yeah. and um unfortunately don't quite get like what it is about their personality that is not conducive for people to <laughs> like you. Like just having power, being a jerk, like that, that those kind of things can get you lackeys. Those kind of things can get you uh, fear, um, but they're not things that are going to get you love and respect. And he, it's, no matter how much people tell him, he just hasn't quite got that yet. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I, I don't, I wonder if it's also an element of like, I did everything I was supposed to do and it's still not working type of thing. Yeah. Uh, 
this we also get a conversation between Allison and Victor who are back on floor three. Um, and this is where Victor is just asking Allison, like, hey, do you think we could ever get things back to the way they were? And Allison says, I don't think so. Yeah, uh, I think that that's going to be more important to talk about in a minute when we get to the the next phase of that. But I think the idea here is just this is sort of where Victor's realizing like, okay, that apology was bogus. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, while all this is happening, Reggie's downstairs hanging out by the bell. Uh, while he's waiting there, Klaus shows back up around the corner, very Klaus-like. Hey, Pop. Hey, what's going on? I love, I love the scene of him tilting his head around the corner. I really, really love that. And he tells Reggie, like, hey, you used me. Like, oh, but like in a very Klaus way. <laughs> like, like he's sad, but also like happy that he figured it out and like happy that he's telling, telling Reggie at the same time. And Reggie, in a very like Reggie logic way, is like, I left you to die so you could go where you belong. Like, I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> Yes and no, though, because I do, I, I stand by my thought that if he had not actively thrown himself onto the buffalo, but just got sucked into the Kuga yeah. Blitz, I don't think he would have ended up in the void, or at the very least, I don't think he would have been able to come back. Yeah, but I wonder if Reggie thinks so highly of himself, he knew that Klaus was going to do that. No, I don't think so. I think Reggie was not expecting him to come back. I think he was genuinely surprised. Surprised. And- did not think, and I think that he's just saying BS to Klaus to try and hope that Klaus doesn't immediately try to murder him or something. <laughs> and Reggie continues by saying, you know, I'm just one bell ring away from my prize. I'm assuming my prize here is Abigail? I think so. Yeah, I think so. And um, this is where Klaus, again, also um is seen as a problem by reggie so reggie kind of just knocks him out and uh ends up ringing the bell the bell has been rung yeah i couldn't tell if he killed klaus or just knocked him out i would assume that he was aiming to just knock him out and not kill him because he probably could have come back faster if he had been had been killed yeah i think it was um it was like, a, hey i don't have time for you i can't think about it. i'm just gonna hit you and see what happens type of yeah. situation Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right. So the bell has been rung and that means uh, it's guardian time. It's time for all these guardians to come out. So one of the guardians comes out and gets Allison in the arm. Victor takes care of it with, uh, I don't know what to call Victor's power, sound wave, sonic boom, glowy thing. I like sonic boom. That's a good one. Let's go with sonic boom. Uh, So Victor sonic booms one and that one is taken care of. Lila and Diego try with knives. Uh, This is also like a lot of, we get a lot of honey and sweetie. We also get some really killer like spin moves. I was like, this is a great dance. I thought it was very well done. Um, Yes and no, except this, the, the thing that bugged me about this is that Diego's first knife that he throws doesn't connect and i'm like i thought your power was literally being able to control yeah. the trajectory yeah what's going on maybe it's a finger situation i don't know i don't know i don't throw a lot of knives mary contrary to popular belief i do not mm, okay i don't know <laughs> why don't you have more knife throwing skills Marissa? i don't know i don't know i'll work on it i'll work on it before next season um but i did like like the play between the two of them and the choreography that happened even though there was a miss there uh there was a miss there and there was also a miss in the fact that knives have no impact on the guardians yeah all. i but it was pretty fun to watch him throw it into the eye socket yeah it's pretty good but that was when he would like throw in this eye socket and then uh <laughs> lila's like Good one, sweetie. <laughs> nice hit. And it's like, yeah. you know that you're both just using this BS power. It's not like you actually aim. <laughs> they end up taking refuge in the elevator. And later on, Diego's going to put Lila in a closet because he wants to protect his family. And Lila is not happy about it. No, this is dumb. It, I think so, too. It's like, okay, so you've just hurt yourself in terms of both coming out of this alive by locking someone with powers in a closet. So you have one less fighter. And also the most likely scenario here is that you're going to die and then she's going to die at a later yeah. point. We're just suffocating the closet. Like so dumb. It's, alone. It's like, dumb she's going to be alone. Like if the world falls apart, she's going to be alone. That, yeah. No, that's a no go for me. Protect the family you have currently right now. Yes. <laughs> the one in front of you. Uh, Sloan, Ben, and Five are in uh, the hallway. I enjoyed seeing this display of rage from Sloan. <laughs> I was like, "This we needed to see." So did Ben. Ben liked yeah. to see this too. He yeah, was like, "Wow, wow. <laughs> rage yeah. looks good on her." <laughs> yeah, yeah. She like yells and p- pulls up her gravity powers and like takes a big run slash punch at one of these guardians. It's very and- similar to Diego when he was like, "Yeah, Allison looked great, letting loose and raging." It's like, what's with all these guys being like, "Yeah, girls." We like to see you angry. Yeah. And I wonder if they're thinking that anger is power. And I think that's a commentary on something like, like 
I think it's a mix of that and also Diego and Ben being people who probably get angry often. Glad to see that someone who's a little more cool, calm, and collected. Like, yeah. Not stoop to their level is not the right word. Like, like also has a, a, a flaw of angriness, basically. Operate. Let the anger come out a little yes. bit. But also, you know, Ben is impressed, but he's also, like, not participating at all. Like, he does not want to help in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, they end up taking this guardian into the laundry room. This is where Ben is going to monster himself, and he, like, strangles one of the guardians, but the guardian's able to get out of that for uh, just to make it easy enough for five to get the guardian in the back with an X, which I thought was, again, great. Not great for Ben, but also great in the continuing on the Ben can't make the win here. Oh, you! I thought Ben was clearly like trying to distract the oh. Guardian so five could get the back. Oh, no, I thought he wanted to win. I don't know. Okay, like, he seemed really reluctant, in my opinion, to like to fight because I think he was scared. And then he was like, yes. okay, I'll do it. Because right before that was when Sloan said, like, it's got a weakness on its backside. We need to get to its back. And I think Ben was also potentially trying to save Five and Sloan there. I actually thought this was a good look for Ben. So do you think, like, Ben was, like, the waiting then was him saying, do I want, like, either I don't help and then I can't fail and I can't be in last place. Or if I do help, I have to help in the supportive way. I can't be the one that, like, wins it all. And so, like, that waiting there I was, even, like, him I didn't even thinking look at about it as, that. Like, a, I didn't even look at it as a winning thing. I I thought it was more like he was scared because he just saw two of his siblings go after it and get hurt. And he's like, oh my gosh, I could get hurt. I could, you know, oh. get attacked. And so I'm waiting and he goes, you know what? No, I need to save them. I need to give five this opportunity. Now that he'll be behind it, I'll distract it from the front. It'll turn around and come to me. I thought it was sort of them working together um, and that he was mostly just like scared because aren't the, aren't the most showy pompous people kind of scared a lot of the times. Oh yeah. I just think that Ben's drive to win and be number one might've been a factor in his cooperation. One way yeah that's true uh back in the bathroom we've got allison and victor this is where allison confesses that she made a deal with dad and victor's like i knew it and victor wants to know what reggie offered and allison doesn't give up anything here she says um you know do, you're just gonna have to trust me on this the part of this i liked was so this comes after allison got attacked in the hallway and um, Victor's the one to save Allison's life from the guardian and pull her into the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was like, that was basically where Allison's like, Oh shoot. Okay. My life's on the line. I'm going to die. Yeah, no, this is BS. Uh, sorry, Victor. Like <laughs> we, I'm, I'm not going to hold up a front anymore because you just saved my life right there. And I did not deserve that. I think that was sort of the turning point in their relationship. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that it happened in the bathroom because that's kind of where they had another confrontation earlier in the season and it did not go yes. this way. Also noted. Um, so, you know, bathrooms, they bring people together, I guess. Um, they When they leave the bathroom, this, they do end up on different floors, so then they are separated. Uh, and Victor's walking down the hallway and ends up going past Lila. This is where they double Sonic, Sonic Boom because Lila mimics Victor's powers and end up taking care of another guardian. At the end of all this, they end up in the lobby. I, yeah, I love that. I love the scene where Lila's like, oh, finally someone walked by yeah. with a power worth mimicking so I can get myself out of this. Yeah. I mean, very smart of her, right? Like, okay, fine, put me in a closet, but I'm going to wait here. And then 
And I wonder if she could mimic, I wonder if she could mimic a guardian. I don't know. I don't know. How I don't think so, but I don't know. I, I get the feeling she can only mimic those powers, which does bring to point something that we've never talked about with Lila before. I'm ready. Which is up until the point that she meets everybody in season two. Mm-hmm. Had she ever mimicked a power before? Had she ever met someone else with powers? How did she know that she had that power? Had she just been trained as a badass, but they didn't know? Like, how would they have f- figured that out? They oh. either would have had to have found some other superpower yeah. children or something, or her power can mimic just people with special skills of some sort. Well, I think if I look, think back to that training montage with uh, her mom, she is running like at superhuman fast speeds like i don't know where that's going. so maybe she has an innate maybe any skill any skill that she has you know how we talk about the evolution of powers with some of the other characters maybe her, yeah. like her base level skill is just being able to pick up a skill really well and master it really really quickly and push it beyond you know where a normal human would be able to take it and then when she's exposed to someone who has superpowers she's able to copy that skill because she she's able to to mimic and perform quite quite masterfully with these things yeah it's just interesting because it brings up some things we've never really thought about like how does did the handler slash the commission know that Lila was going to have superpowers because you assume the handler specifically collected her for that reason. She's going to put a hit on her parents, etc. So you get the feeling the handler knew that she was going to have a superpower and then yeah, how how did they how did they figure that out? How did they test it? I don't know. It's interesting. Time? Time travel? I have no idea. I don't like, know. Looking at the timeline. Good question. Yeah. Just, I just think it's funny that we, for some reason, never brought it up before. I've never thought about it until this moment. She just can, like, mimic things. Like, she's just, yeah, just yeah, you know, good at it. You do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So they all end up in the lobby. This I, I love this scene. Klaus is, like, waking up and he's like, hey, yeah, and then dad killed me and dad killed Luther. And it's just, like, bad news. <laughs> the way that Klaus conveys information, he's like, and you'll never believe it. Yeah. Dad killed Luther. Like, he's so dramatic about everything. I mean, don't get me wrong. Dramatic thing. But it's just the way he always says it like a bad actor. Like, not the, the actor himself, but like, you know, like he's being a dramatic yes. middle yeah. school play participant. Yes. He likes a good, he likes a good drama. He likes a I good story. So. Uh, and basically everyone here is like, okay, all right, Reggie, what's up? Five goes, what's the plan, old man? Like, what are we going to do here? And he's like, look, I got, what could I do? You refused to come together as a team. Like, I had to do this. And I don't know, like, is he right? <laughs> like, did he have to do this for them all I to come together? Think, is there another I mean, way this could have come to be? I think he could have attempted to just tell them the whole situation, the whole truth. I mean, not the whole truth about how he's going to, like, try to kill them in a couple of seconds. But uh-huh. I mean, like, the whole truth about, like... This is what happens when we reset the universe. I, the only thing is, I don't think he necessarily knows, right? Like how to reset the universe. I think he knows that he's heard legend that this is possible, that there's some sort of machine. Although then he's like very, he, um, he knows how to work the machine. So I don't know. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think there were other ways, but I think it wouldn't be Reggie if he tried anything other than just sort of, yeah, what he did. 
I think he had weddings, funerals. Those are his two, two ways of dealing with humans, at least. Yeah. Um, at this point, like five's doing his like mind flashcard thing where he's getting a bunch of different flashbacks to different things to remember where the sigil is. And he realizes the sigil is on the floor. So he's up on a landing at this point. He tells everyone, Hey, the sigil's on the floor. Stand on the stars. At this point, we get like a big, Samurai come through comes through the ceiling. It reminded me it looked a lot like Shredder from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It did. It did look a lot like Shredder. <laughs> Ends up cutting off um Five's arm. To which I was like, how does he just like survive? I mean, adrenaline is powerful, but like he's just like, okay, let me turn it put a tourniquet on. Like his whole arm is gone. <laughs> no yeah. passing out, no nothing. Just like, okay, moving on. It's pretty amazing. It also uh, again, my theory on the whole five from the future thing or old five who created the commission is my theory is that that is this five who at some point, maybe maybe everyone dies, maybe they don't feed the, defeat the samurai, decides to try and jump back into time. Mm. And that's why he has one arm. And that's what happens. That could be. Yeah, that could be. Which um, also would be why he told his future self not to try and save the world, because in that scenario, he failed. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. This Guardian is getting at everyone, and everyone's taking a shot at it. Uh, we get basically to the point where Sloane is facing off with the Guardian, and lo and behold, who shows up behind the Guardian and takes it out? None other than <laughs> none other than Luther with super strength ends up like decapitate or like debilitating the guardian, which I thought was interesting given all of the other superpowers the guardian has with I assume he like punched the weak spot in the back or something. Sure. That's the only thing I can yeah. figure out. Yeah. Luther says, nobody hurts my wife and tosses the guardian. Um, at this point, like Klaus is on the ground and we see his hand glow. So we know something's up at this point on first watch. I didn't know if he was going to disappear or if Luther was going to disappear. Uh, turns out it was Luther. Luther was a force ghost this entire time. Um, and he tells Reggie, you know, I, or Reggie tells Luther, I left you to guard the most precious thing in the universe. This does not make sense to Luther or anyone, but Reggie says, you'll, you'll figure it out in enough time. And he tells Sloane, I'll love you forever before, before he goes. And this is the last time they see each other, really. Yeah. So what do you think? I, I, I think it's, it's a little more than Force Ghost, clearly, because he's able to interact. Right. Well, and I think everyone's able to see him. Yes. It, it at the very least seems like Sloane and, and Reggie can see him. Um, so I think it's like a similar extension of when in season two, Klaus was having Ben come forth and interact with objects. But in those scenarios, nobody else could see Ben. So maybe Klaus's powers, he's just gotten more of a handle on his powers, been able to figure yeah. out how to do this. Yeah, I think it's, you know, again the evolution like Klaus has leveled up many times throughout the season I think oh yeah I think yeah uh at this point the guardian is refueling by getting like crawled on by bugs I didn't 100% understand how this was working I think that I think the cockroaches like make up their life force in their body and so the cockroaches left 
And now they're coming back in. I don't know. It's gross. Is, whatever it was. I'm just glad I am not one of those guardians. Like I, I would yeah, I, I don't that. want to be sentient cockroach. You know, I did play a game once um, called Gloomhaven where my character oh, was yeah. like made up of bugs. Or, they weren't cockroaches. I think it was more like flies or something, but still kind of gross. Was that enough of that experience for you? Like you don't yeah. need to. Okay. That's yeah, it's kind of gross. <laughs> So while the Guardian is refueling with the bugs, everyone uh, does take a stand on the stars, except for Allison. Reggie's very insistent to no to Allison. Um, five ends up linking on the last one. And at this point, kind of like energy surges throughout all of the stars and it starts like taking. We see like some energy is leaving those of those of them who are standing on the stars. It also like energy blasts at the Guardian and kind of and kills that last one. Yes. I think that was the end game. Like that was the only way to do that. I think that's how that was supposed to go. And at the same time, the the environment around them, like the walls and everything, end up going all. The only way I could describe it is like matrix like. <laughs> like they start falling yes, down. Yes, but yellow instead of blue. Yes. Yeah. And the gold particles are are leaving our friends who are standing on the stars. Allison, at this point, I just love how you keep referring to them as our friends. <laughs> our good pals. Yeah. You know. You know, um, Allison does not like this. This is where Allison tries to intervene and she yells stop thinking she's going to have, I think, the same the same impact she's had in her most recent yelling situations. But I, I don't see any impact here. Yeah, interesting that she doesn't try the I heard a rumor thing. Um, now, we've never seen before whether or not their powers work on Reggie. I I would assume they would, but maybe they don't. Maybe they don't work in this particular Matrix-like scenario. Maybe her yelling power is gone. Un unclear on a lot of that. Um, but clearly Reggie did uphold his end of the bargain because he told her not to step on one of the stars. And so she's not one of the people yeah. in peril. I also really didn't like the look of all of the people on our the stars who were like Whoa, turning yeah. gray and like our friends. Dying. Our friends are not our good. Friends. And I didn't notice this the first time, even though they show it and they directly say it. Reggie says, like when she's like, What's happening to them? He's like, the particles that are inside them, mm -hmm. little gold dust are the thing that power this machine, Yep. which begs the question, why did he ever try by just sending in a group of like soldiers? How did I mean, he I figure don't know out he yeah. <laughs> the yes. particles control That's the machine? The How did he get the particles? Yes. And, um, uh, I, and the part, why would the particles leaving them also be killing them? All of that. I'm unclear. about. Well, I'm also, I mean, I'm assuming that not only is the energy taking the particles out of them, but also it's like some sort of radiation type. Probably. Situation. There's probably something else that's, yeah. And we know that, well. like, from when the energy transfer happened between Harlan and Victor, that it does, like, even just the transfer of particles is exhausting and takes that's energy true. out of them. Um, so why he's, he sent, like, what happened between when he sent, you know, um, non-particle people <laughs> through to take care of this and now i i don't know what what research led him to to kind of figure out that this is how it's supposed to work but he figured it out and also i really hate one of my pet peeves i hate the like semi-transparent moving your hands around a 
screen dragging random nonsense. What are you doing? You're not typing. This is not coding. You're just like dragging things. How did you figure out how to work this? What is any of what you're doing? All I can assume is that what he's doing here with this machine is somehow setting up the universe in the way that he wants. Yes. But yeah. that's all that I can figure out. Yeah. Like how is he, I'm assuming maybe he's also programming in there something about the way that Allison wants, like holding up that side of the deal. Which makes me, so basically we, Allison's going to ax Reggie in the head and end up pressing, you know, pressing the button. But like when Allison says to Victor, do you trust me? In the end, it's Reggie that she ended up trusting because how does Allison know what the board says? in terms of the future that she wanted, unless it's all intention driven. Again, I think that they are sitting there watching it being like, don't trust that button. You don't know what it does. And I think Allison knows it resets the, the universe in the way that the person who like control, well, then- like, uh, like, like I think Reggie said, like, there's a way that there's going to be, you know, a way to reset the universe. And um, I'll make sure that the universe is set up in the way that we want. And so I think that the other people are just, scared because they don't know what the machine does i think she knows what the machine does i think she just didn't know all the semantics of like exactly what buttons to hit how they it was fueled by the light she had to trust that reggie had done that by the time she asked him and sure so and and she didn't know like i don't know if i would trust reggie to that point yeah and i think the part that she didn't know was i don't think that she had any reason to believe that axing him First off, I don't know why axing him somehow turned off the machine thing that was sucking the particles out of the people. I don't know why he felt like he couldn't stop sucking. Because clearly she's going to restart, you know, the machine and things are going to presumably work to some extent. And so I don't know why, like, why that happened. I don't even know if whether or not, like, if, if the machine had just gone on the way that Reggie wanted, whether or not maybe would they have died? Would they have ended up in this new universe? Why not? Like, why couldn't they have? I don't know. Like we, there's a lot we don't know. I'm hoping we'll find out in season four. I also have some more thoughts and discussion that we can do next time on it as well. But um, yeah, I, I think the Victor, do you trust me line was also to convey like, just sort of that, like, we're, we're chill again you and me oh, Victor. sure i just think Whatever that like that. by like the transference trust property which right. is not a thing but i just made it up yes. uh it's not the question that she really was asking is like it, you can't like i don't know how i could trust allison because i know allison can't read in- alien language <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't like yeah. it, and it's the actions of reggie that you end up trusting it's not it's not allison in the it's like 25% Alice and 75% Reggie. Like there's still a I think Reggie it might also just element. be like, do you trust me to take this risk? Like, I don't know what this does, yeah. but I'm going to assume that because Reggie kept telling me that I would get what I want out of this new universe, that I need to press it. Yeah. There's also that. Yep. After the bu- button push, we get two different scenes. So we get Allison she's back home i'm like you're breaking into another house what is happening um but she ends up waking up claire and claire knows who knows who she is and ray's there and i'm very confused <laughs> note here allison looks exactly as she did in the right previous universe she's still hurt she still has blood on her jacket um she's still dirty most likely still has her powers we don't know no reason to believe that she doesn't um yeah, I think that this is just, this is the new universe. 
that has been reset. We don't know what the year is. We don't know any of that. I'm assuming present day, but we don't know. Uh, or 2019 at the very <laughs> least. Um, but uh, it, yeah, it seems like th- this universe has been reset and she's gotten everything that she wants out of it so far. And I'm, I'm not so like super mad about the situation. It's fine. Like we didn't know her old husband, Patrick, but you know. Like, I mean, she, I guess neither she, she, maybe she did rumor him because like, justice for Patrick, like you set this whole life in this other <laughs> university is like completely yeah. written out. Like, I mean, from my perspective, Patrick's yeah, died I twice at this point, like whatever. I mean, what are you going to do? You know, I just, I hope there's no residual memories in Claire's mind where she's like, Hey, who's this Patrick person? Can you tell me about this Patrick person? I don't know. Maybe that'll come up next season. Um, so Allison, yeah, basically gets everything that she wants. And then over at Obsidian Memorial Park, which looks a lot like the courtyard from the um, Academy, but I think is also the courtyard from the hotel. Um, everyone kind of comes out of the elevator, are kind of walking around testing. They find out that they have lost their powers. My favorite realization of this was Klaus when he was trying to make ghosts appear. And he says, Alakazam ghosties. <laughs> <laughs> which was like a, fun, a fun way to to test it um luther is very upset he wants to go find sloan so i like we- that i like that luther also is like a nor- normal size yes. the actor's probably like woohoo don't have to wear this <laughs> giant gorilla suit under everything does that mean like then that means that the experiment was erased because not his powers didn't come from the experiment the powers were there pr- prior to the experiment so I think this is a very big discussion that we (laughs) might need to have in the next, because a lot of this is more about like, I think the clear idea here is that this scene is going to lead into whatever's going to be happening in season four. And so a lot of this has to do with like predictions for season four. But but yeah, I would say the short story is that my general hunch, especially because when they walk out into the Memorial Park, there is a sign that says this Memorial Park was donated by Reginald Hargreaves. Mm -hmm on October 1st, 1989. Mm-hmm. And so obviously that date still significance, still significant. I think that this is a universe where nothing that Reggie did in any of those previous universes exist. So they don't have powers ah, yeah, that makes because sense. he never gave them powers in yeah. this universe. I don't know whether or not these are the only them in this universe. I would, I would guess maybe, I don't know. Or are they like basically sort of new, <laughs> new people to join this universe? That, Dimensional that babies. In, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, they're sort of like traveling, like almost, are they aliens to this universe yeah. basically? Um, or are there other versions of them, which, you know, we'll get to. Um, so I think it's, I think it has to do a lot with like, this is a whole new, not even timeline, but a whole new universe. You can't really be sad about Patrick because maybe Patrick didn't even exist in this universe. Well, we don't but know. my question is, is what, where is like, is, are they in the same dimension? Are they in the same, like the, we can explore this in the, in the feedback show, but like, is Claire's dimension the same as this dimension? Are they? I don't think so. I think this is like, well, I, 
Oh, you mean our our Claire? Yeah, I think um, you mean Allison. Like, I think Allison yeah. and and Claire and Ray. I think this is all the same universe. I think it's sort of like entering a dream again, like in this version of the universe. And and maybe we'll find out. Maybe we'll get <laughs> Ray or whoever to like have a whole speech. Or maybe Ray is going to act in the next season. Like, oh yeah, Allison, you've always been here. This has always been it. Is this is this a fully formed universe where everyone in this universe has an entire history and backstory? with these characters or is it, I think it's a lot more like entering a dream midway through where everyone in the dream, including your, you know, well, maybe not yourself, but like everyone else in the dream knows you as like the character you are. Like, I think Ray probably in this universe has lived with Allison and Claire is their child. And that that's just what it is. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know how be, sentient they are. Or maybe Claire and Ray are both like, yeah, we, we have all of our memories from our past lives as well. And we've been transplanted into this universe. We don't know. We'll that would out. probably be a little easier, but we'll see. I think it'd be interesting if they're in different dimensions and they have to get figure out how to get back. Like if it's not just like, I have to drive across the country to get to, you know, like I think if there's like some sort of quantum physics situation here, that's not time. We've played so much with time that I think bringing in a different element might be, might be interesting. We'll find out. We'll see how it goes. I have a lot of thoughts on what I think season four is going to be about having rewatched this. So So definitely show up to the recap show because got some, got some thoughts, more deep (laughs) discussion on that. Lila and Diego at this point, just kind of are like, let's just go live our lives. Let's go have this baby. Um, Ben, Ben's like, I'm out, bitches. Like, see you later. Peace out. I got no time for this. Um, and at this point, um, everyone kind of has gone their own directions. The camera zooms out and zooms up, and we can see like everything is owned by Hargraves. Like, it's Hargraves everything. Hargraves Enterprises, Hargrave Financial. Yep, all that. Everything. And we get this shot of Reggie and Abigail standing in a, um, standing in a building kind of overlooking this and this the millennial that i am could not help but think of fight club there's a very very important shot in fight club that is is framed similarly uh i also made that connection um i think it's weird that abigail is wearing the same outfit she was Mm -hmm. in the like dead chamber thing yeah it's very and she's also looks very dead like she doesn't look like alive uh so that's where the show ends ish <laughs> yeah. we do Small get post credit secret yeah sequence. we do get the the last post credit scene with uh korea ben as i call him even though like he's been in korea on the train that's basically what we know so i had heard from somewhere i can't remember where <laughs> somebody had sent this in this thought which was oh did you notice the like little glowy dust that's like going over ben's shoulder i watched the scene four times i don't think there's any glowy dust yeah i think it's just sparks shooting up from the side of the train and it's out the window um yeah i also on this rewatch interpreted this differently than i did the first time the first time i watched this i thought oh there's another ben in this timeline are there other all of them mm. in this timeline. I think that's a possible scenario. I think it's also a possible scenario because I think we've talked a bit about how maybe COVID made them change some of their plans for season two or season mm-hmm. three. And I think that maybe one of their original plans was that there might be multiple of them. They even had all those lines about like, 
careful if you meet your doppelganger or your previous self. And then maybe right. they realized it would be too difficult to edit that or they wouldn't be able to do it in the way they wanted. So they maybe potentially changed the whole plan for the season. I don't know about that because the whole season sort of revolves around the fact that there aren't other versions of them because their moms died. But I think it's possible that there are other versions of them. However, I actually interpreted this scene because the scene is a Ben on a train who is reading a book and sort of looks up and gives sort of a knowing look, like a little smirk. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the same Ben we just saw, the one who said, peace out, bitches. He's now gone to Korea where he wanted to go. And that last little smirk was he also had a deal with Reggie, recall. And maybe he knew this, about this whole plan the whole time. Yeah. And this is him going, everything turned out just the way I wanted. That's yeah. my read on it this I time. mean, like, there's so much unknown about the deal that I'm sure it's going to come into play in uh, the continuation of the story, whether it be only in comic book form or whether it be also, um, you know, we get to see it in the show. Or it's mm -hmm. probably more likely show other outside of book. But, um, yes, I do think this Ben knows. I don't think it's old Ben. I think old Ben is gone. I don't think we'll so see I think this old is, Ben. I think this is current Ben. I think this yeah. is the same Ben we just spent this whole season with. Yep. Sadly. So, so that is, wraps up episode 10. Did you have any notes on the emblems or songs in this episode? So I didn't have any particular notes on the songs except for the fact that they, they used the uh, Allison... <laughs> it used to be the Allison and Luther sort of love theme, but the Allison love theme score um, when she was walking up the stairs again at the end and then finds mm. Claire and Ray and stuff. And I really like that song. I've got to figure out what it is, but there's like sort of an Allison theme and a um, Vanya slash Victor theme that I really like that they've used throughout the, the seasons. And um, I need to add those to my playlist of score music. In terms of the emblems, uh, in the scene where Luther and Klaus are eating pizza at the very beginning, before they have their fight where they're blipping into everyone's different version of heaven, um, they zoom out and the little girl on the bicycle rides by and she has two flags on the back of her bike, one that has a sparrow emblem and one that has an umbrella emblem. Oh, look at that. Do you think they're going to continue with these sparrow umbrella emblems? No. I think we're just going back to umbrella. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, especially because I don't know if Ben considers himself Sparrow anymore, and uh, Sloane does not. So I think we have absolved all of the Sparrows. Unless unless they come back, unless something in the Google gets Faye and Marcus back, at least. I don't know. I don't know about that, but I, I think that we will definitely see more Sloane. Yes, of course. And I think, I think one of the biggest questions we have here at the end is, why did... Why did Sloane not come out of the elevator with everyone else? And why did Luther come out right. of the elevator? Because Luther wasn't even in that room with them, technically. Yeah. Neither was Klaus. Well, no, Klaus was. I think Klaus um, was. I think Klaus was, like, laying sort of dead on one of the stars when they, when they came in. Well, one final reminder that we will be doing a feedback uh, episode. So we would love to hear your thoughts on everything. Anything, like, do you think this is the same Ben? Old Ben? Which Ben? Where's Sloane? All of the questions. Do we, What are your thoughts on pizza? Do you like bouncy houses? Anything. We would love to hear from you. Um, you can, like I said, contact us directly by emailing super at postshowrecaps.com. Or you can reach out to us on Twitter. Speaking of which, Mary, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and everywhere else at Frail Mary. So definitely 
check me out there and check out everything I'm doing. I was recently on uh, an episode of the Rob has a podcast, big brother coverage mm-hmm. over from that network. And, um, I will be on, uh, another couple podcasts over there, uh, in the coming week. So definitely check those out and, uh, check out Riverdale recaps on Kowski cast. Talk about a bunch of people in a house that have trouble communicating. Like, yes, you're ready yes. for this. You got it. Basically, all shows <laughs> that I watch are exactly the same. You can uh, also reach out to me. I'm Mars Bars on Twitter, M A R Z B A R S. I am podcasting right here on Post Show Recaps about the League of Their Own series starting on August 5th. Ooh. So that's a new one kicking off. Otherwise, I'm back here for the feedback show. You can also find me in the Post Show Recaps patron discord which you can get access to by going to patreon.com slash pusher recaps you get access at every level although by the time that this is uh going out i would say wait till the first of the month to be able to to do that because you'll get the most bang of your book by joining a patreon on the first of the month if you'd like to support the store outside of patreon or the show outside of patreon you can go to our store at posterrecaps.com slash store All right. I think that's it. I'm interested to hear what everybody thinks and uh, wrapping this one up. Mary, thanks so much. It's it's the end, but not forever. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.